back. We've got about 10 minutes left for our third and final segment here, and I think that no beginning of the year program can be considered complete without quoting from Dave Barry's review of the previous year. And a quote from Mr. Barry, who noted that in 2014, the U.S. Senate confirmed Janet Yellen as chair of the Federal Reserve after she assured senators that she will let them know if anybody ever figures out what the Federal Reserve actually does. And, noted Dave Barry, NBA legend and idiot Dennis Rodman made a fourth visit to North Korea to hang out with his misunderstood pal, Kim Jong-un, who apparently defeated Rodman 168-0 in a friendly one-on-one game, which was refereed by the North Korean Army. In February, one of the most anticipated Super Bowls in years, pitting the Denver Broncos against the Seattle Seahawks, that historical matchup turned out to be so boring that the entire second half was preempted by Bud Light commercials. Noted day of another football news, Michael Sam, a defensive end for the University of Missouri, made history, becoming the first Division I college player to openly declare that he actually attended some classes. Noted Dave, in a historic policy shift in February, U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder announced that same-sex married couples will henceforth be subject to the same incomprehensible tax laws as everyone else. In April, Tyson Foods recalled 75,000 pounds of frozen chicken nuggets following reports that some of them may actually contain chicken. In May, Barry notes that in domestic news, the Department of Veterans Affairs was engulfed in a scandal following revelations that some VA hospitals are just now getting around to treating veterans of the War of 1812. (laughs) In September, noted Dave Barry in government news, the troubled Secret Service again came under withering criticism when an intruder was able to jump the White House fence, enter the White House through the front door, overpower a Secret Service agent, run through the Central Hall, enter the East Room, deliver a nationwide radio address, and appoint four federal judges before being overpowered. And in October, President Obama, responding decisively to the mounting Ebola crisis, appoints his Ebola czar, Ron Klain, an attorney who is never heard from again. And in December, President Obama, moving to fill the vacant cabinet seat created by the resignation of Chuck Hagel, announces, in what is seen as a major shift in military policy, that his new Secretary of Defense will be Chuck Norris. And finally in sports, the top college football teams played the traditional year-end bowl games, including the Tax Slayer Bowl, the Bitcoin Bowl, the Popeye's Bahama Bowl, the Duck Commander Bowl, and the Thunderous Bidet Bowl, all but one of which are actual bowl games. And uh, if you're keeping score, there actually was no Thunderous Bidet Bowl. And in other football news, we note that some people are now pointing out that, you know, college football does actually seem more like a professional endeavor. Huh, you think? Perhaps nothing bridges the gap on this more than taking a look at Jim Harbaugh, who's going from the San Francisco 49ers to the University of Michigan. I believe he still has a year left on his Niners contract, which is going to get him something like $5 million, but he's signing with Michigan at another $5 million annually for like seven years. We do want to say when it comes to the Jim Harbaugh story, we're as baffled as everybody else by what it was that Jed York, the CEO of the Niners, didn't like about his successful coach. 
Admittedly, the team went 8-8 eight and eight this year, but they went to the NFC Championship game for the previous three seasons. But he did appear on TV recently, and I think, Mr. Merlin, you have a clip of that, where Mr. York was asked uh, to comment about Harbaugh's relationship to the Niners. And by the way, as to whether college football is now a pro sport, we refer you to an article in the New York Times by Mark Tracy and Tim Rohan. I'd like to talk about how this attack on Sony may be a false flag operation that was not orchestrated by the North Koreans, but that's for another show. I want to do one very brief obituary, the passing of former Giants pitcher Stu Miller. Rather predictably, Mr. Miller's obituary mentioned uh, the fact that he committed what was perhaps the most famous balk in baseball history, which is kind of odd because Miller had a successful 16-year career in the majors, but he's most famous for this balk during the All-Star game, which took place in the newly constructed Candlestick Park back in 1961. Some people thought that was a bad place to put a baseball stadium given the shifting winds. And nothing illustrated that more than the fact that Miller was apparently blown off the mound, <laughs> especially Profound gust struck him. When he got called for the balk, the American League scored the tying run. Miller, however, was able to earn the victory as the National League did win 5-4 to four in 10 innings. But uh, asked about this, Miller recalled back in 2007. The next day in the paper, there was a banner headline, Miller blown off mound. They couldn't have made it any bigger. They made it out to be like I was pinned against the center field fence. Anyway, in the five minutes we have left, I want to again talk about water. Sacramento political wire puller Jerry Merrill wrote a special to the B a while back saying Delta tunnels are in California's best interests. Well, of course, and, and toxic sludge is good for you. And uh, not only we, are we against the tunnels on this program, we're also sick to death of editorials here and there saying things like it's time to get serious about conserving water. Now, in fact, that is a good idea, but when you talk about putting in low-flow toilets and this sort of nonsense, ripping out your lawn, this sort of nonsense, this is not what we're talking about. By the way, there are apparently some morons out there in the legislature that want to uh, uh, lower the flow rates for residential bathroom faucets. There was a piece in the B from Barbara Higgins, described as the founder of the Plumbing Industry Leadership Coalition, who was weighing in against this, a topic we'll return to in the future. But what I want to say in the closing minutes today is that, yes, we need to conserve water, but in, in a sane way. For example, did you know that alfalfa uses a fourth of California's irrigation water but makes up less than 0.1% of the California economy? Well, it's true. It was true back in 2002 when there was an extensive piece in... Uh, on Earth magazine, which I believe is put out by the Sierra Club, and it's still true according to the New York Times. Alfalfa, in fact, uses more water per acre than almost any other crop, and it is delivered down to our Imperial Valley at subsidized rates that are so cheap that the only way they can grow alfalfa is to get it at a discount. And our current water policy creates quite a discount. City dwellers in Southern California and San Francisco paid $168 to $364 per acre foot. That was back in 2002. But the Imperial Valley farmers pay an average price of $14 per acre foot. They noted that the water is so cheap that most alfalfa in the state is not even farmed using water conservation techniques. 
They simply irrigate the fields by flooding them, one of the most wasteful methods, which loses 20 to 30% of the water to evaporation. And uh, unfortunately, farmers and some agronomists see alfalfa as the base of the food chain that includes beef, lamb, and the state's $4.5 billion dairy industry. Back in 2002, they quoted a, an agronomist from UC Davis, who was also an advisor to the California Alfalfa and Forage Association, saying alfalfa's ice cream in the making, the leather in your shoes, the wool in your sweater. It all starts with alfalfa. Yeah, apparently $14 per acre foot alfalfa. Oh, and by the way, if you're wondering how this stacks up in terms of all the water used in the state, yes, alfalfa takes up 25% of the irrigation water and 20% of all water used in California. And really, I'm coming to this topic too late. I could do 20 minutes on it, but we've only got about a minute and a half left. So we will defer the rest of this discussion for another program. Let's note in the minute and a half we got left that we're hoping to bring author Christina Garcia onto the program in the weeks to come. She was former the Miami Bureau Chief for Time Magazine. She's of Cuban extraction, has written novels about Cuba, and will no doubt have a thing or two to say about the reduction of our embargo. In the time I got left, I just want to quote from The Economist, which is not a liberal publication, but did note that easing the embargo is the right thing to do. Said The Economist, the embargo warps the United States' relations with other Latin American countries as well as their relations with enough, as well as their relations with one another. The Economist has long argued that the embargo is self-defeating. Rather than ending the Castro's rule, it has provided an evergreen excuse for their failures and so helped maintain them in power. The embargo kept Cuba out of international bodies such as the Organization of American States where other countries could have prodded the island toward greater openness. It put the United States at odds with most of its allies and nearly every other country in the hemisphere. Let's hope it goes away as soon as possible. Of course, I would note in saying that, that that opinion, like all those heard on this program today, or any day, does not necessarily represent those of KDVS, our sponsors, or the University of California. Oddly enough, though, our opinion that the embargo should be ended is an opinion that is agreed with by Fidel Castro, someone we're not often in agreement with. Anyway, our thanks to Matt Kaplan, host of Planetary Radio, and Graham McIsaac, host of the new program on KDVS, Academy of Whatever. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. You have been listening to Radio Parallax. I'm your host, Raul Castro. No, actually, Douglas Everett. And we'll see you next week at the same time. <laughs>